Okay, good evening. So, we are still talking about chesed over here. And uh, we ended last week about giving, giving shalom. Um, that when we say shalom aleichem, we, we wish people a good morning, we bring people peace. And that's why it's such an important thing that we even say the, the name of Hashem. We said that also... Um, not only do we say the name of Hashem, but that it, it's really following in the ways of Hashem and Moshe uh, to be able to share shalom and give shalom uh, to others. So he says, um, after getting used to this, a person has to get over uh, the certain amount of uh, embarrassment to get over it when you see a person to say, you know, um, you know, good morning, how are you? Nice to meet you. Um, how do you say good morning to a person? With a smile and with a warmkeit, with a warmness, with a, you know, uh, you know, you ever, you ever see a person wish you a good... Huh? What'd you say? Good morning! Not a, not a morning person. No, that's like, the whole point. You gotta be a... Geschmack a good morning. What's geschmack? No! Geschmack is like... Freilich! Nice good morning with a warm smile. If you... Uh, you know, if someone wish you... If, you're, if your spouse or your friend wish you... Morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly wrong. I worked in an office where people had to cold call to make a living. And they were told, have a mirror sitting on your desk and look at it. And if you don't look happy, you will not sound happy right. on the phone. And no one is going to give you their money if you sound like you're bored to tears. Right. So it's, if you're not smiling inside, so don't that, call. That, that's... that's, that's, that's so, Good and true, and it's a nice, it's a, a, a good addition. But I would just say, we're not doing it to get money. To no, 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 no. But in that case, I'm just pointing it. But no, it's one thing. Content. We, the, the, it should be natural, not because right. of anything else. The goal it should be. It's not Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great book. Highly recommend it. But we're not out for external. Of course, Carnegie's like eight times. You know, it has to be real, but it's not real because the whole book is about how to get what you want and you get what you want. You know, it's like a little bit, it's like a, um, but, but for us, we're, we're learning Lashma. Lashma means for the sake of being, following Hashem's Torah. Uh, and the way you say good morning to a person should be, first of all, to be proactive. Uh, some of you went to a dinner last night, I mentioned, like it would be a nice exercise to see who you go over to and who you greet uh, I'm not talking to the people you know you haven't seen, but the people who are sitting there like goylems, like just not knowing anybody, to go over to them and say, hi, how are you, and where are you from, warmly, nicely, sweetly, or if you're a lady, sweetly. Man, in San Francisco, you say it's sweetly, they're going to get scared. Um, uh, but sweetly, if a man with mensch, like a mensch, um, so, you should know, by the way, at first it's challenging. At first, it may not even be natural. Um, 
But after you get used to it, it's a minig shigart. It's it's the minig. It's a minig. Um, but um, if it gets too much of a minig, it becomes the litvelas, which means it's not real. <laughs> you go from hard to geschmack and gray until just it's not real. Like it's just a smile. Like uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> you know. But it's not real. You know what I mean? I mean, if men again don't do that, but ladies do. And I'm sure I judge everyone favorably. Don't do that to me, please. Uh, but the ladies who schmutch, schmutch the ladies, they, but it becomes like habitual. Like even certain cultures, by the way, you'll see the way they greet each other. You know, uh, the, 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 some of the Sephardic cultures, woo, hot cultures, South American also, you know, or French. I remember... I was once uh, involved with one of those cultures, and I see these people kissing each other, like men, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then the next, like a few hours later, this guy told me, oh, I don't like that guy. <laughs> I saw the guys schmooch each other. You know, like, you know, I felt it must have been like Yaakov and Esav. Like, I'm surprised him <laughs> bite his neck. No, I'm serious. Like, like, I see these guys, like, kissing, like, their best friends. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't really like that guy. Yes, so how is that shayich? Because you get used to it. That's a cult, it's a cultural reaction. What? So there are people, there are, there are American Yankee Doodles. You know what a Yankee Doodle is? Uh, Yankee Doodles are like the real American dandies, right? They're, they're usually veterans, by the way. It's Veterans Day today for those. So, no, but it means like, you know, even the American, they, who are, you know, who are real, like, like waspy Americans, by the way, I have nothing against any culture, but it's they tend not to be warm. Just if you notice cultures, they're they're very even like in general. They're it's like a very it's an interesting culture. It's what American Americans, yeah, real Americans. Like you, African Americans, hey, huggy. You don't see that. You don't a real wasp American person. They're not. Yeah, keep your space, please. You know, morning. Like they're, not, they're, they're formal. Yeah, much more, much more. South Americans, Latin Americans, African Americans, mo- much more warm the culture. Are smaller, so you're not invading their space. Yeah. You go to an Asian and you get too close. Oh right, Asians are the, Asians are the, the, the most. So keep, right, absolutely. Um, I even my even I, I when I first moved here, I lived on a block which was all. Uh, Yank, uh, all this, all all white American wasp, and they were having barbecues outdoors. And then I was in my that other neighbor, they were all Asians. You never saw them outdoors. They kept to themselves. They weren't like the ones having barbecues and bring the neighbors next to you. That's a very different culture. I'm not here to judge the, the cultures, um, but you know what's certainly the case is um, you could get used to it. We're just your, your your culture, your personal culture, is to smile and say good morning, but it doesn't really affect you. It means you're not. It's like a habit. It's really, it, it's a good habit to have. It's a better habit to have than being a grouch and morning. Like, you know, uh, you know, one of my children, they wake up uh, in the morning. They're big children too. Uh, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, you know, it's not, uh, it's, uh? I said maybe some of us in this room are uh, big children. I, I'm not looking at anyone. I never saw anyone three in the morning or four in the morning or five in the morning uh, or, or, eight in the, or eight in the morning. Um, actually, some of you have seen it in the morning. I guess back. Uh, but that's a culture. This really is a challenge, by the way, because we, we get a chiddush. We're excited. Uh, it, something is new. It's novel. 
and a person embraces it and, and, they, and, they, and they take it on uh, and it's fresh. And then after a while, actually I mentioned this tonight, we're talking about Pirkei Beliezer, how when Adam uh, had, had to go through a whole thing before he met Chava, and when he first met Chava, when she was first created, he hugged and kissed her, so excited. You know, I love being under Chava. It's a great thing. It's, it's, it's such a joyous moment. I, you know, I've been in like the, the moments even right before in the room, and they're excited. Actually, one of the, I'll, I don't think in trouble, like by Avi Ryan was writing, he was like ready to get married. I know, you weren't there. But I said, Avi, how you doing? I just waited to see my kala. And I'm sure he's very happy. They're, they're lovey-dovey. You know, but it's one thing when you're in Chopa, but you go 20 years later, I want to see my wife. And that work. I just want to see my husband. I have been, it's been hours. I haven't seen him for five hours, six hours. And I'm going to greet him like I'm so, I'm going to bedeck him or bedeck her when they come home. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so happy to see you. You know, like, you know, you know that. You know, I'm so excited. You see, a, you know, a mother picking up a baby, a father picking up a baby. So excited. And then, really, the question is: Is not that moment? Is it? Do you get used to the gift? Because marriage is a gift. Children are a gift. They're people who love their new house. Love their new house. They're so excited. And then a few months later, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they get used to. It. You get we get used to things. So when you're serving a kaddish baruch Part of the challenge is to become lamada becomes out of rote umis neves, which means if it becomes rote at certain level, you deteriorate, you it's de, you degrade, you, it, it's you devolve. I don't know devolve. That's a strong word, but you you know it, 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 you go down. You know why? Because when you're doing something out of rote and habit, uh, it, it's it, it it doesn't hit the lave anymore. It's not in your heart. You can imagine prayer. I've seen people shuckle, but they're not there. They're not praying. It's very easy to go. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I've done it in my life. You know, like you just pray and you just you're not there. You know, you're traveling the world. You 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 you're nervous about something. You're stressed about something. You're bored. You're at lunch. You're you you your next flight. Whatever it is, that's not davening. Davening is not shuckling. It's not. Swaying, it is your heart. The, the essence of prayer, by the way, is the heart, the leave. So when you want to greet somebody, you have to feel it. You do chesed. That's a challenge of serving a kashbarach. It's a challenge of any relationship as well. To cherish a relationship, to cherish our connection with a kashbarach is the same thing. In Islam, we haven't really, Islam is of course self-teaching. In it's not to, to be uh, the pur- purpose of working on ourselves is not just a new minhagim of thrumkite. You know what thrumkite is? Mm-hmm. What is thrumkite? What? Well, you, that's an area of thrumkite, right? Uh, but thrumkite would it could be chumra, it could be great if it's if it's, it's if it's who you are. There is nothing wrong with the chumra of the week if it's, it's who you are. Um, if the Chumrah of the week is that you're coming to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and if, yeah, I know that. I'm just, I just want to clarify because I'm on tape over here. Uh, but but for you, you are correct, of course. There are people who are just taking on observances and missing the forest. They're just doing the trees. They're just they're not realizing that it's all about the issue of Kaddish Baruch Hu and a person's shleimus hadavar. Shnuch l'achshav ke'ilu asinu. Oh, I've done it. Mash l'siyamim is that haslam dush pusha. Tamir anach rak mislamdin kates lavatsa davar. 
We're always working on it. You know, you know that you're, you're doing a good prayer. If you're always working on your prayer, you have, you've never arrived. If you're always working on your marriage, you're going to be good at marriage. If you're always working on a, as being a parent, you're going to be a good parent. If you're working on being a better person, you're on the good, you're on the right track. The minute you, you're used to it and you're just working on it, and you're not working on it anymore. It's a bad sign. You wanna you wanna test yourself. If you, if you the way you bench, you see the zone. If you're working on it, you're in good shape. If you're not, if you are, you know, in any area of life where we just coast, cruise control, it means that at a certain level we're not putting any thought in it. I think we're gonna read the book, the power of the ha- power of habit. You know the book, amazing book, by the way, amazing, amazing, amazing book, yes. amazing book. Yes. Did you read? Can I mention that, or you just re- you just read the book? Uh, I mentioned it a while back that book. Doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it took like seven years. Yeah, so I mean, the, wh- I mentioned. I'm only asking. I mentioned it a while back, simply because I was talking about you can create a good habit. But the the, the, the amazing thing about the book is, is that there's a certain amount you can have even have a partial lobotomy. You can even have brain damage. And if you have a habit a certain way, you don't think. It means habits, a real habit means you're not even thinking. So you do something, you, you don't even use brain cells. After. Now again, it's much better to have good habits than to have bad habits, right? It's a good thing that you, you, you can do things instinctively that are good, that are positive. But really, what a habit means is it takes very little brain. You, you, you just, it's instinctive. It's automatic. Automatic, automatic, exactly. Um, so much so that you, you you don't there's very little very little to no thought that goes in, to goes that goes into it, um, and that is not how we're supposed to serve Hashem. And if we're doing that in in real life, at some level, it is um, uh, we're going down, we're deteriorating, uh, and it's it's empty. It's it's really an empty. Uh, there's an emptiness to it uh, uh, as well. So, Tamin Anachne, the way the way we do it is to constantly be working on it. Um, maybe we could do it a little bit better. You know, the real tzaddikim, the chavetz chaims of the world, will analyze a day and every day. Could I have done better? Could I have? Done better? By the way, in a company, if you ever want to know management 101, or you know, all of the how to be the best company in the world from good to great books, the, the, if, it's if you're always evaluating your company. Any company that just says, oh, we're number one, we'll, go, we'll just do as we're doing, what's going to happen to them? Right, right they will go down. They, 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 you're not static. That, you know, it, but it's certainly in our own lives to have, to have a connection you know, and to do something is to, to put thought and to put effort into it and to see could I be doing better? Could I be improving uh, in this area? Perhaps I can do it a little bit differently. So, for example, in so let's say you greet three people the same way. If you greet three people the same way, I know you, of you ladies in the room, you're all a little bit different. Um, Miriam is, of course, the quietest in the room. Um, I, 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 you know, you barely talk, never hear you, and some of us are, you know, um, I'm with you by the way. I'm, the, I'm also very quiet, uh, shy. So you know, 
but no, no, on a serious note, we're all different. So if we're all different, so actually, the greetings need to be different. Yeah, the, 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 the greetings, how you greet a person uh, in a different manner and with different characteristics. I'll give you an example. This is an amazing story. My friend was by Rav Yashev. I had this chosta, the merit to, to daven with him, to be in his house, to get brachas from him uh, multiple times. Rav Yashev, who passed away, I don't remember, six, seven years ago, um, at the, it was way over 100. It was, it was several years ago. You know, he was a goyin, gadol, tzaddik, man of very few words, very serious. I, I'm not joking. I've, I've been on lots of gedalim, not you know, Baruch Hashem. I mean, Halavai should be around more. Uh, but when I the first one of Yashiv, I couldn't speak. I was like, whoa. And I'm not that type of person. I was like knocked out. Actually, I was like, whoa. Um, so my friend told me there was a certain Rosh Hashiva. I'm not going to say his name. This Rosh Hashiva was known as like very super. He has a lot of passion. Very excitable, very yeah. So he's the type of Rashi to say Shalom Aleichem, like Shalom Aleichem. That like you know, like, you know, it's, you like really like you, you always in their jackets going to rip off. Like they're so passionate, so excited. So he said he was by Rav Yashiv, and this Rosh Shiva, you know, it was like a wedding or something. And Rav Yashiv was there. This Rosh Shiva was there, and then Rosh Shiva comes over to, to Rav Yashiv. Shalom Aleichem, Rav Yashiv. And so Rav Yashiv's like Shalom. <laughs> You don't do that to Rav That is not how you say Shalom. This, but honestly, I'm not here to critique that person, but that person said Shalom to everyone the same way. So, there's a nice thing to it, by the way. It's a nice, a warm Shalom Aleichem. It can be overpowering. I was going to say, if it's not who you are, it can be very overwhelming and off-putting. But more, yeah, like there are certain, I can tell you even a couple ladies that I know in the Bay Area who are very private. If someone would come over to them, Shalom Aleichem, like, you know, a lady, you know, or someone, or, or certainly a man, they would be like, oh my God, right? So, you know, or, or there are men who also, like, they're more meek, they're, you know, like, so, as you said, if for some people, they love that. Love it. You have to know to whom you're speaking. Yeah, anyone from New York loves that, usually, you know, like, they're like, uh, I'm not sure. Talent out. Yeah, yeah. The point, the point is, is that, is that everyone, it's different strokes for different folks. And even if something works for most people, so this Rosh Hashiva, who is certainly a tzaddik and well-meaning and, you know, but you, it's not like Rav Yashiv. It's like, you know, like, yeah, my friend said, he, he was like, he couldn't believe it. It was like, it was the weirdest sight. He said, he is Rosh Shalom, Shalom. <laughs> you know, it was like such a polar opposite. So, you know, uh, some people like a nice warm hug. Some ladies like and Some ladies don't touch me, please. Please, who are you, you know? You know, they're very, uh, you know, who, I don't know who you are, or you know, have I met you before? <laughs> you know, like some people are very, so it, the, the, the key is, now, if you don't know the person, so there's like, you take the middle approach, right? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a happy medium approach. Um, if you know a person, certainly it's, you know, I, again, in my own house, my own children, I, you know, are different. I mean, they're, they're siblings, but they're quite different. The way the same line for one kid it works different for another kid. It's just very simple. Um, so even the hellos, you know, there's someone um, what they call a monster hug. I have a few kids who like monster hugs. Um, actually, now they're all in the monster hug mood, but there's historically some didn't like it. Uh, um, and you know, it is, 
I, you know, I've dealt with husbands and wives, and some uh, some men are very affectionate. Some men are less affectionate. Some women are very affectionate. Some women are less. Even your spouse or, or siblings or parents or children. They're different people with different levels of affection. Some people yearn, yearn for uh, uh, affectionate, for affection. They yearn for that. And if you're married or you're related to them, and I'm not talking, and it's mutter, you know, uh, husband, wife, parent, child, you should give it to them if you're able to. You should, you know, to the extent you're able to, because they're yearning for that. other people. They want a little less affection. You know, they want they want respect, they want love, but they don't want all the the the, the, the affection. So, well, going back to saying shalom to people. You should do it according to their manner and character. Asparis panim stomis. If you're just doing the same shalom aleichem or the same shalom to everybody, then um, you know. I don't. I would even say his shalom. That's who he was. But you know, he was also he, he was not on the streets. He was. You know, he, if you ever saw him walking in shalom, it was like the Pied Piper. It was like it was like a line of people waiting after him. And then at the end of his day, he should drive him in a golf cart uh, to his house from the shul. Um, actually, an amazing sight, to tell you the truth. Um, um, but, you know, it's to, the, the key is to, to, to greet people in, in, a, in, in a nice way. Uh, as far as problems, it's Thomas doing the same shalom to everyone. It's not really, it becomes just your habit. It's like, you gotta see a person, you know, give them a look who they are and see, you know, what, what they are. Don't think it's a, don't be surprised. It's not a small thing how you greet people, how you how you welcome people. Um, it's it's a constant uh, working on oneself to greet people in a proper way. Now, uh, quite frankly, I, I don't know, you know, uh, an observation of my my own. It's interesting when a person, when families first move here, this is where I can, we happen to be a very uh, amazing community. And I don't say that because I'm, I'm being honest. It's really warm, friendly, excels in it. But, uh, but just observation wise, someone moves in, warmly greeted, hello, how are you? How can I help you? Three months later, it's not the same. And I'll tell you that. Three months later, people still don't have good friendships. So they probably need it more and not less. It's at that moment, it's like this chasm. Like, they don't have long-term, deep relationships. They're not the newbies anymore. They're not off the, fresh off the boat. Uh, I, you know, I've heard, and this is for a short show, on the same idea, somebody has a loss. They lose a close relative. I mean, I hear this. I don't know. <laughs> I know. They lose a close relative. In the beginning, everyone, how are you? I'm so sorry. How can I help you? Now, the person's uh, a widow or a widower or lost. Like three months later, no one's really, they're not thinking about that anymore. And, you know, that loss is still there. You know, be it. Well, yeah, it's it's still raw, I would even say. It's still raw, and they don't get the same uh, empathy, sympathy, depending from who it's from. So, uh, you know, part of the, uh, the, the challenges is to, to greet people uh, warmly or to welcome people even when they're in these middle categories is to constantly be working to think 
how to greet people, to, to welcome people. Um, it's, it's not a small thing. He says that Maran HaKashur of Avram Grudinsky, now Avram Grudinsky doesn't say this, the Torah of Avram, who was the Mashkiach of the Slobodka Yeshiva in Lithuania going into the Holocaust, Revolva would be his son-in-law. The author of this work is his son-in-law. He, he never, uh, he married his daughter after the Holocaust. So that Shidduch was made after the Holocaust. He would pass away in the Holocaust, the Torah of Avram. Um, but he worked for two years, two years, a tourist of an amazing sefer. He, uh, he worked for two years how to say shalom to people. He actually had a, per- he didn't record it all day, but he made, he made a concerted effort to work on two years how he greets everybody. How, it, 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 how does he greet everybody? You know, if you're a nurse in Kaiser, really a, a nurse, wow, you can... An impact who knows how many people daily with just the way you greet them. Just the way a person does it. If you're a teacher or you're in a school, I don't know why, maybe I'm wrong. Whenever, I'm not in, I haven't been in public school time, but no one smiles when I've been there. I don't know about in the classes. I don't know about in the classes. You know, but maybe I'm walking the halls. I don't see like, usually I see scowling. Like, yeah, move over here. Like, you know, move over here. I'm not... I can't consider myself an expert on it, Baruch Hashem. I never went to public school. I've only been a visitor. Um, but whenever I visit, it's like, you can go here, you can go there. No one's like, smile. I don't think he smiles there. You know, my own, my own few times I've been there, I don't, even the, the, the administrators, they don't smile. They're like, business-like. Am I wrong? No. Like, it's not warm. No. It's not warm, and it's, and it's I, I think it's kind of, sometimes it's amusing because, it, no, it's very sad, but I don't know. I mean, if, I, if, if you're in, in a classroom and you want someone to actually get something from you, um, or actually, you know, you, you have to... Yeah, it's... You it's, have to be a, a clee, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> No, but my point is, is I, you know, the atmosphere, the culture is not warm. It's just not, uh, you don't feel like, oh, this, I'm well, not in the public schools, no, you know, especially uh, not in high schools. Yeah, I, I, again, I, a few times I've been, uh, but I've seen the elementary as well. I, I, you know, really? Yeah, not, not, again, I don't know how the teachers are in the classes. I'm not ever, you know, I'm not in the classrooms when I'm there, but, mm-hmm. so I can't comment on that, but just when you deal with the people there. It's very businesslike. It's very, very and I'm, I'm busy, or it's not like it's, you know. Or you're walking in the hall, you don't see, like, you see, like, you feel like you're in New York. You ever see Manhattan? Would you like to change that comment before you continue? I know. It's not going anywhere positive. Where? No, no, I'm not saying. You feel like you're in New York after we just said bad negative. So I take that personal. I'm not shy, but I do take that personal. Yeah, as I said, you feel like you're in New York. It's like, it's, there's not a warmness uh, that's there. So... Um, it's it's actually. I, I would disagree. I think it's situational. I really do. I think people certainly there are cold pe- people in New York, and I don't mean due to the weather. I think a lot of it is situational. People are busy. They're in a hurry. Where do they, wherever they need to be, and that's where their focus is. But I don't think the people necessarily would not be warm and friendly and helpful under different circumstances. So I don't think it's necessary. When's the last time you lived in New York? We talked about this sure. last time. But it's not just situational. It's it's. Listen. If you're in an office and you're sitting at the reception desk and someone walks in, 
you probably you could be friendly and polite and happy and, uh, and greet this person in a very pleasant way. Uh, but if you're standing on the subway with four thousand other people, I know, maybe I know, not so you much. walk in the streets. Very Manhattan, in Brooklyn, in Queens, in Brooklyn and Queens, not not Jewish neighborhoods. People do not wish you a good morning. You walk in Willow Glen, people wish you a good morning. Okay, uh, it, uh, it's I, you know what that observation. You can ask people in general. They look like you're crazy. Wish them a good morning. Or, I do. I wish people good morning. All they look at them like talking to me. You know, like, like, they look at you like you're out of your mind. I'm not talking about Manhattan where they're hustling and bustling. I'm talking about a weekday morning or a Sunday morning. You walk in Brooklyn, you walk by a person, you say good morning. Like, or, or they, like, they're startled. Good yeah, morning. Yeah. I, I, I get it all the time. Good morning. You know, like, 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 you know. I could say that. And, and they look at like, do I know, do, do I know you? <laughs> Did we meet before? So I, I'm not here to, 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 to knock New York. New York has pluses that, that the Bay Area doesn't have. But... The fact is, this is not one of them. Uh, there is a lack of, you know, they don't, they have never practiced, not even used to the concept um, of, of doing it. Um, so, at Kama, so he looked at it for two years to be able to greet people. And by the way, even the hustle and bustle, actually, you know, I, 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 when a person is hustling and bustling, a tzaddik or a righteous person or a worked on individual, is still able to smile when the person is doing it. Like, I've been in hospitals. You know, you can ask somebody in Kaiser. So I've, I've been a, now a, a member of Kaiser. I'm on my 13th year. She get an award for that. I got a bar mitzvah award for Kaiser. Mm-hmm. So I've been in there. You walk, people ask direction sometimes. You need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the doctors and the nurses and the PAs, uh, they're all, everyone's in a rush. You're in the hospital. People need to get to appointments. Now, having Kaiser is very nice because you have these people, these volunteers there. At the desks, the, you know, the, the volunteers are volunteering, you know. You better, if you're volunteering, you better be nice and friendly. I mean, why else are you volunteering? But I'm talking now the non-volunteers. I've passed the desks. I'm somewhere, in the, I'm somewhere on the fourth floor in, the, you know, in Santa Clara. Uh, actually, if, we've, I've seen you a couple times there, right? Um, and, you know, you can be a doctor in a rush. Somebody asks you a question, stop, smile. Oh, it's over there. Or you can be so focused, you can't hear anyone. You can't see anyone. And if you answer, it's like, oh, there, <laughs> it's like, there is an art, there is a skill in life to be able to, to pause oneself, to greet a person, to deal with a person, to, to, there's a, the, and again, to give shalom to a person uh, in there. So he worked this for two years, and he, this is a true story, by the way, true. When he was in the Kovno ghetto, when Torah was in the, Countess, 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 Countess was one of the three great Lithuanian Jewish centers. Vilna, Countess, Kovna, and Brisk, Brest, 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 right? When he was in the ghetto in Countess, Lomatsa Moshatsa is smiling constantly. He hid, he hid it in it. Right, he was didn't want people to feel his pain. He wanted to, sh- to he wanted to cheer other people up. He wanted to give other people a little a little sh- sunlight. You know, he was still. Well, how is a person able to do that? Because he was he, he wasn't like he was even faking. Right? He wasn't instance. His he was so worked on that no matter how I'm feeling, I want to make people feel good. 
right? I mean, it doesn't make a difference that I didn't have my coffee this morning, or I'm not a morning person, or some people are not a night, nighttime person, or, or I'm stressed because uh, something happened to me at work, or someone's sick, or, you know, you know, uh, there's a famous story that we saw Salanta, the Galo Hador, the leader of 19th, late 19th century Lithuanian Jewry, was once walking, I believe it was in Vilna, or another, probably Vilna, he was walking, uh, walking, and was doing a, doing a service in Echuva, and he wished the person a good morning, and the person was like, a service in Echuva, like, he was very serious, and so Salanta said after, like, this person was like, didn't even, was like, so focused on his tshuva, he says, why do I have to suffer because of his tshuva? <laughs> like, why do, why is his tshuva, what is his tshuva, wait, I'm feeling, why does someone have, who you walk by or you deal with have to suffer because you're stressed out, or you're tired, or you're nervous, or you're busy? Like, why, and I'm at, the normal thing, by the way, is that when you're tired, or you're stressed, or you're busy, you're a little less friendly, right? That's just, that's a normal Human thing, but when you when you want to reach a little bit hecher, a little bit higher, why you know? And this again, I will say this: getting any stranger the streets, usually the first people that suffer are family members, your friends, um, people you're close to, uh, are the first people that pay the price <laughs> when a person's angry or sad or 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 tired or. Um, even sick, you know, it's. Uh, you want, assume that relationship is unconditional, and no matter what you do, you put your, you let your guard down. No, yes, no, it's yes. it's so it's if, both. If you do something, it's both. It's also you let your guard it's down. Negative. You feel those people will be more understanding and more forgiving than the stranger will. May not be the right assumption to make. It's a terrible but that, assumption. But that's what you do. Right. You know, yeah, because yeah. your parent is your parent and the child is the child. And if you grew up with them, your child will still love you, right? And you'll still love your child. So it, to take advantage like that is not seen right. as, big a, as, a, as big a deal as it should. Right. So, right. so the point, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, so for us is to work on this with everybody, to give a shalom. To give shalom, it's like an amazing concept. That like you give people peace. You, you look to greet them according to who they are, um, and to you know to focus on on this. Don't start being choosy. There are choosy people. There are people who are very warm to certain people and a little bit colder to others. Again, I, I didn't. You know, if you go to a dinner, you go to a an event where you know people, you don't know people, you, you typically will go to the people you know, right? I, I, I will be in New York right before the Siyam HaShas and for Shabbos Hanukkah, and my wife will have her, has two family Hanukkah events, amazing events, because it's like a nice thing to see that such families, one is her immediate first cousins, and now their children, uh, and her aunts and uncles, that's a pretty large party, and then she has one with her second and third cousins, all descendants of Azrael Sakachovsky, hundreds of people and name tags. Uh, it's like a crazy event. This Azrael Sakachovsky had like eight kids. My brother in law is named Azrael after his great grandfather. Um, and they all had children, and now they're here. They have great, his great great, great 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 grandchildren, probably. And they have hundreds of people, like momish hundreds, and then not even everyone comes. And they have this Hanukkah event, they have name tags. 
And I'm, I'm always amazed. Like, they, everyone hangs out with the people they know. So I'm not there every year because I'm, you know, it kind of depends on Hanukkah falls out. The last time I said, I'm just going to sit at random tables. And I went to like, I don't know who, I sat at random tables, you know, um, and I just met people, you know. Um, I used to not really be bored to see the same people. And again, I'm, I'm also married in, so you know, what are the differences make to me? You know, I mean, I'm married for a long time. But my point is, is that you don't have to sit at random tables. You can sit with the people you like. That's, that's really not my point. My real point is, is that it's normal for everybody. I mean, I, the reason I said I'm married in is because my brothers and sisters, I, I, I maybe be, I, you know, have it, maybe want to be more than my brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. I don't, know, don't, don't, don't tell them that. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm joking. But it's, it, it's a, it is a natural affinity. It's a natural affinity to, be, to do. It's totally normal. So you pick who you want to sit with. But, but, when you're greeting people, when you're meeting people, and that room, by the way, the amazing thing is they're all like relatives. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's amazing. My daughters go to camp now, sleepaway camp, and like they're in the bunk with the girl, and they feel like they're third cousins or second cousins. Like they have no, you know, they, they have no idea. Always, always, on, always on my wife's side, not on my side. Uh, you know, my my side with all the Holocaust. You know, um, that you know, she's like second or third cousins. Hey, these are this is your blood. You know. So, this is the people in the room who you should be greeting. You know, you're all there at a Hanukkah party, and there happens to be, it's, it's a beautiful event, and the older generation all knows each other. It's like the younger generations. Because there were so many more. Yeah, and you know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to critique or to blame. I'm just saying it's a normal thing. So, um, it's an amazing. I'm actually, I'm always blown away by the schos that this Jew had to have this kind of thing. Um, so, to, to work on not just doing with the people you know and are comfortable, which is normal and natural, but to everyone. Um, um, you know, the, the people driving the cars, the taxi drivers, mm-hmm. the, the people who are uh, working in booths or wherever they are in the morning. How are you? How are you doing today? I remember, I, you know, um, I was in, I don't want to say where it was, I was in a certain uh, place for a while, little bit, and they had the, this was in New York, and they had a police booth uh, there on the corner. I don't know if they still have them in New York, they used to have these police booths. And I used to walk by this police booth, uh, and it was, a, uh, uh, it was a man, it was Hispanic, and every day I would walk by him and say, "Good morning, how are you doing today?" This guy, like after a while, said, "Like you know, the only one who says good morning to me, thank you so much." Mm-hmm. You know, like, like no, people just walk by. Uh, Feels good. This is before this is before two thousand and before nine eleven. You know, <laughs> maybe after nine eleven, people were, were like, you know, they they took these guys for granted. You know, mm-hmm. um, but my point is, be anyone, everyone. It's it's an amazing thing to be able to have Talmud Kim or Aaron Cutler. Mm-hmm. Um, was Machbed that to go to the the when you're taking the, on the Garden State Parkway, I think it was Gar- uh, the Garden State Parkway, or that was the, the Verrazano, uh, it was one of the, to, to stop by the booth. So actually, Rebecca Kamenetsky did not go to the automated ones, we put her on the change, but to go and to toll and to say hello to the person, how are you today? You go to the toll. You say good afternoon, good day. You're not gonna have a conversation with cars behind you, like you know, like, oh, how are you doing today? You know, like, uh, 
but to be, and if you do go there to say, to say a kind word, you know, wishing you a good day, have a wonderful day, you know, um, it's so funny. Nothing. You're a New Yorker. That's I'm a funny. A New Yorker, That's exactly. right. Lift God. Lift. So, do you ever see? Anyone who's been to Brooklyn recently? You know, like when you leave Brooklyn to Queens, leaving Brooklyn, forget about it. You ever see those Forget about it. Like the F U G G. You know, H E D. Forget about it. I had an argument once with at a toll booth in New York. Yeah, of course. I, I was in the wrong lane. I was in the automated lane. Not, and I didn't mean to be there. I needed to be in the lane where you could pay. And I had the money in my hand. Oh, yeah. And the cars are piling up behind me. Yeah, I've the seen that. The guy up in the booth is watching me. I've seen this happen before. And finally comes down and comes over to me, and I roll down my window, and he says, what's the matter? You don't know how to read? I said, you want me to go through for nothing, or you want my money? <laughs> And that was that was the friendly conversation that we had. Yeah. So that's why I was smiling. Yeah. I hope you wish. I hope you wish. I hope you wish him a good day afterwards. I didn't wish him a bad day. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So. Um, but here's you know here we get to a little bit of a different thing. Will I dafka? <laughs> It could be that this step, actually, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky is a, a Misa. I've got it. Jonathan Rosenblum, who wrote the biography of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, will be at the Shabbos. Um, but it, in that book, I read this many decades ago, decades actually, by now. Um, not many, but I think two decades ago. Um, so there's it, it a story in that book that Rabbi Yaakov used to wish someone like, a good day in, in Lithuania, and that family ended up saving Jews. Something like of that sort. Like, you don't know. I said the story, I said the, the, the good morning Mueller story last week, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, the, the, the good mornings, you connect yourself to people. And you certainly become a good ambassador for Torah. Let's say a person is a, is, has the best life, has truth. Uh, has, Torah is, we, I don't have to sell it, Torah is zikr, it's 100% truth, it's emes, it's the best way of life. It's the eternal way of life. It's God's will in this world. Fine. That's, un- that's un- unquestionable, undisputable. Anyone who doesn't know that, they're simply uneducated or biased or, or, or quite, they're so into their own lifestyle they don't refuse to accept the truth. So, now, now, there are all kinds of people who don't know the truth. Unfortunately, the majority of Kalyas, uh, hundreds of years, 200 years ago, 100 years ago, got caught up in all kinds of crazy ideas, fake movements. Fine. Now you have a Jew. He's an ambassador for the Torah. This guy is unfriendly. This lady doesn't say good morning. Do you think they're do you think what their lifestyle is appealing? Is it gonna be hundred percent true? What do you think? Of course you not. Know, what? Of course not. I mean people project on everyone in your group. Yeah, you don't see you, you, you are you know, you are when you're when you're a religious Jew, you are like the Torah to certain people. If you mess up it's terrible. It's, uh, so you're not friendly to people. It's a turn off. When you are, it could be a tremendous turn on. So the dafka is a sad Hashem Shemayim that didn't kasher nizbar pamis l'shuti am. Maisa he brings a story that um, about truth that he knows. She mehira so lachsu b'tshuva. He's asked um, what caused him to do tshuva. He said the following thing: "Ani yalid ir chilonis." 
Now he wrote the revolt, but this is a safe story 30, 40 years ago, when Bali Chuva were less common today in Israel. It's Baruch Hashem, thank God, and Ken Yerbu. Hundreds of thousands of the past 20 years of Bali Chuva, hundreds of thousands. It's an amazing reality, mostly Sephardic, by the way. I mean, the, the, the Shas movement of Rabbi Yosef, but there's plenty of Ashkenazim as well. Um, Bali Chuva, and he, then it was less common. When he, he said the following thing, Gar, Bishikon Shagar, Borak, I'm in a neighborhood where there was only one religious Jew. I mean, I was in a neighborhood with only one religious Jew, which. Um, People didn't say good morning. People didn't just walk by, they're in a rush. Uh, this religious man, uh, which means, yeah, they're every morning, no matter what. Tired, headaches, sad, stressed, angry, nervous, all things that people have over a year. Cold, biker. When I would see him, he would say, a hartzig, a bilvavis, a warm, hearty, shalom. No matter what, shalom. You think you don't think this, this religious man had all kinds of daily occurrences that he could have rationalized and excused? Or I said, you know, the worst thing is, by the way, you know, in my block, my neighborhood. So sometimes I take the long walk. Today, I was seeing that Arctic. I heard Minneapolis eight degrees without windshield. Chicago, you know, the New York's going to get clobbered tomorrow in the in the East Coast, like you know, freezing cold, seventy nine, eighty degrees walk. Can you imagine? I was like, I was eating it up. I was loving it. I got back. I was like, yeah, enjoy my walk more. You know, I didn't call anybody to tell him to rub it in. It would be, would be, would be nice. I, I once, we once had a speaker here, and it was a blizzard in the East Coast when the speaker came. And on the, on the way, I picked him up at the airport. I wanted to, you know, talk over what's going to happen. And I, first thing I said, let me just ask to make one call. Calls up his relative. It's 80 degrees. It's beautiful out here in California. How bad's that blizzard? <laughs> like, it's like, he was loving it. You know, so it's enjoyable. It's more enjoyable when there's a blizzard. You know, I, I wasn't enjoying it. But I was thinking, I was walking. So you, know, you go for these long walks. And in my area, in uh, 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 Blackford, Norman, all the Santa Ines were great. So, you know, so these, there's like the, the population of walkers is me. Me. Yeah, not, not on Shabbos. That's all religious Jews. There's who else walks in the street. Uh, it's me. And anyone with a dog. So these people are out. It's anyone, anyone walking is with people with dogs. No one else walks. They drive. And I'm telling you, the only people I ever see walking, walking, like, walking in the neighborhood, are people with dogs. Cool. So the, what? So I sometimes, I bump into them. Walking in the wrong neighborhood then. To walk oh, yeah. I, I can't comment on your neighborhood. My neighborhood, anyone who walks, like walks, are with dogs. There are a few people who go, when I go to Shul in the morning at 6.30, I see them walking early before work. But midday, it's all dog owners. Uh, and sometimes they bomb them two and three times in the same walk. You know, because I'm going along. And they're walking their dogs, they go like a circle. So I like bump into them two to three times. So the first time is good morning. Or hello, how are you? You think the second time is like a little uncomfortable. Oh, we did. I saw, saw you already. So, you know. Yeah. You only get one hello. You know. Oh, you're good. I can only have the one good morning today, right? No, yeah, but my point is, is, you know. So you say good morning again. You know, you don't walk. It, it, um, 
but that person, it's easy the second time. You know, I saw the person yesterday. Good morning. You know, I saw them earlier. Good morning. As soon as you see a person collecting charity, they come once. You know, that Jonathan Case story by Yom Kippur Nights. The charity, the guy comes the first time. The second time, yeah, like, come on. You know, to see you. How many times could I give you a smile with your charity? Uh, well, the good morning is a little bit the same thing. Because really, you, see, you saw a person, you see him again. You're one-on-one. You're walking on the street. You know, you can say, good to see you again. You smile. You don't have to have a 15-minute conversation. One lady, oh my goodness. If I, if I walk by her, she like she needs to talk for like 20 minutes. I like her have to cross the street. I'm not joking, by the way. I don't do it. But like I really like, I have to get out of there because she can lock me up for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, good morning. How are you? How are you doing today? How are the children? Now, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> And I like smiling, and you know I'm not, you know, uh, but she can lock you up. But other people, most people, are like you know, they're they they. So, but the point on, on a serious note is this: this religious man, it's every time it's it was consistent. Um, you know what? You know, imagine the following thing: in, in any relationship, if sometimes you're friendly and sometimes you're hot and cold. Say you're hot and you're cold. You know, you don't have it's that you're not amazed by a person as much who's consistently. Saying good morning with a smile, because that person, you know, has all, uh, you know all kinds of reasons not to. Many days of the year, uh, I, you know, I, I once had this. Uh, I told this story in the men's class. I once had a father-son relationship, which not from this area, but someone asked me to get involved with. It was really bad, and one of the issues was is that ninety-five percent of the time, these were adults. Uh, the father was kind and friendly, but five percent, the guy was a complete lunatic. You know, a complete lunatic, like total off the wall, and that five percent ruined the whole relationship. You know, if you ever dealt with an alcoholic, so or so, what happens is is that it, it, the whole relationship is damaged because you, the, the, let's say you get once a month a person comes drunk like a mishigana, you always you don't know when that's going to ha- come. So if you're friendly some of the time and you're not saying good morning other times. It's not the same. This guy said good morning every day. And a friendly good morning every day. So he said this, this person, I, and he, only the religious man did this. Only he had this, this warm good, good, good morning. And he said to himself, if this guy's able to do this, it must be the Torah's emes. As a iskaravti, the kuya mitzvahs, I came, of course, <laughs> it's not just a good morning. All the person means is a good ambassador. It's a, it's a door opener to do that. Daibas this sipur should strengthen us about itself, about the importance of saying good morning uh, to everybody. It's, and the most important thing, it's not that you should make a Kiddush Hashem and Jews closer to Hashem, which is, of course, you know, actually the most important. That, those are super important things. But when you think about it, why is it a Kiddush Hashem? Why does that make Jews closer? Because a person who can greet people warmly is you have become in the image of Hashem. You have become a Gamesha Rabbeinu. That, it's not just to bring people closer. It's because that is the Ha'aris upon him, as I mentioned last time, Hashem. So this needs work. Uh, it's a, and honestly, it needs, like any other part of serving Hashem, constant work. Okay, well, hold on. Have a great Amazing! Fantastic night. Good evening. Thank you so much. Such a warm good morning.